a playlist original. Welcome to the Yoga Book Sisters podcast, where you learn and unlearn what you know about yoga. That's Sheena Bakshaw. And that's Zakia Beaker. In this podcast, we're going to be helping you get through any of life's challenges with yogic philosophy and answering any of your burning questions about yoga. Let's get ready to dive deep into the episode. Hi, Sheens. Hi, Zaki. How are you? I'm I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> the hesitation there. <laughs> yeah. Sheena and I are yeah. recording this community segment via zoom she's on the other end and I'm on the other end which is very unusual to how we usually record first time yeah we've never recorded where we're not sitting next to each other before so it's quite funny for us (laughs) yeah there's a lot of yeah if if the schedules are busy and it's the only time you can do it gotta stay committed but this is part two of our episode on why yoga teachers are getting asked for sex work and we wanted to open this up to the community starting with Zaki found I think the perfect person to talk about this yeah you want to tell us more (laughs) (laughs) I think that this I mean I'm sure you've listened to um part one by now and I think that maybe the title might have shocked you all. You might have like come into contact with stuff like this, but this is just really important for us to start this conversation and to hear from our community so we can learn to, you know, move away from this and also empower ourselves if we do face a stigma around being a yoga teacher and having people think we we, kind of like, doing Kama Sutra and they kind of getting all these weird and funny ideas which is not what we want to put out there so one of our first guests is really honestly it's such a funny story and I'm going to give a bit of background context to this a couple of months ago Sheena sent me a TikTok and it was um, a TikTok that was going around and Sheena do you remember her name it was Queen of the Ratchet is the account. And her yeah. is... What's just gone out of my head? It starts with an A. Can we put it in show notes? Is that yeah. an option? Yes. <laughs> my memory put... is terrible. <laughs> we are going to put this in the show notes, but you can find her at Queen of the Ratchet and we'll have everything linked in our show notes. So she sent me this and she was just like it was such a funny video but really hit the nail on the head and it was about everything we're seeing on TikTok that is not yoga but they're practicing asana but the angles and the POVs are very very intimate and Sheen spoke about this in part one so I was scrolling on Instagram it must have been like a week or two after Sheen sent the TikTok and I came across a similar video where Harpina Mann from the US actually had herself with the background of this article and this video going on. And she was speaking and contextualizing and educating people on what is happening. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, Sheen's, it's, you know, it's doing the rounds, different people are talking about it. So we reached out to Harpena and she was kind enough to, to share her perspective and what she's doing and what she's about. So I'm going to give us a bit of context into who she is. Harpena is a 500-hour yoga teacher. She's a trauma-informed yoga teacher, a mindfulness educator and community builder, and she is currently living in LA. Her practice is rooted in her spiritual background of Buddhism and she has ancestral roots in Punjab in India so also really you'll hear from someone from the source of this practice which is really really beautiful and her way of teaching she really wants to be very authentic and show this as a very spiritual practice she's been teaching since 2018. She's also the co-founder of Women in Color Summit and Harpena is actively working to decolonize the wellness space. So that is a bit about her and you're going to hear from her now. She also has an amazing book coming out. We'll have her details linked in the show notes. So let's hear from Harpena. Hi, loves. Thank you so much for um, having me as a guest on your podcast. My name is Harpinder Corman. I am a trauma-informed yoga teacher, a mindfulness educator. I'm also currently working on a book called Liberating Yoga. Um, I made a reel that um, I guess went viral about a month ago. And the reel that I created in TikTok, I created was in response um, to a video on TikTok saying, search yoga on TikTok. Um, and I was like, okay, let me see. And when I searched it, I was honestly just like so horrified. But I mean, I guess not shocked to see just the number of videos showing like pornographic, almost pornographic shots of people um, practicing asana and like the crotch shots and um, completely almost like naked women in like bikinis. Um, and those were like the top nine to 10 videos showed when you search yoga. Um, my take on that was like, that's what happens when yoga becomes hypersexualized, when it becomes a commodity, something that we can extract from, something that we can turn into um, that's appealing to look at with our eyes, um, when it becomes commodified and whitewashed. And it's really just completely taken away from its like original true goals and intents, like yoga as a spiritual practice. Um, as a spiritual pathway for us to realize like the truth of who we actually are, to find that inner peace, that inner sense of connectedness to all beings that has absolutely nothing to do with the way that we look like our outward appearance. Um, what was interesting is like, this was about a month ago and this was really trending. And at that time, because myself and so many other people were horrified and were like, oh my God, go type in yoga. What was on top actually changed. Um, so then it was people talking about like yoga philosophy and like other things that rose up to the top. And for me, that was like a sign that, you know, we can use our voices, um, to bring 
light and highlight these issues to bring about change. I mean, is it always going to work? No. Uh, But does that mean we shouldn't try? Absolutely not. I think we need to keep highlighting these issues um, to show that yoga is not just a, like, exercise. It's not just like a fitness modality. It's not just something um, really attractive athletic people practice just for one hour a day. You don't need to be incredibly wealthy or have like a matching set to practice. It's really not about that at all. But that's what like mass media and Western perception of yoga has become. Um, what's also interesting to note is like today I checked on TikTok again. I was like, okay, I wonder if, you know, if it's changed back and y'all it's back. It's back to like the half naked shots of girls, like showing their crotches, like practicing asana. And it's like, is this what the algorithm thinks like yoga is? Is this what like people are searching for? Are people searching for yoga seeking this type of content? Um, is it a mixture of the two things? Um, so for me, it was just like such another reminder that we need people like from the source culture, people who practice yoga as a spiritual practice to really speak about the spiritual roots and goals and aims. Um, And for those people to keep speaking on these issues and to be uplifted and like highlighted. Um, It's a huge reason I'm writing my book called Liberating Yoga, Freeing the Spiritual Practice from Appropriation for Transformation and Healing. Um, the practice of yoga in the West, just like histories of appropriation by colonialism, by capitalism, by wellness culture, like how do we recover the heart of yoga as a spiritual practice? Um, and how can we better practice with more reverence and mindfulness? Um, I know yoga was a huge way that like reconnected me to my ancestral practices, my spiritual practices connected me back to my motherland but even more that that more than that it like connected me to like my inner peace and made me feel like I belong like there's nothing I need to do or be I just am and I think so many of us are anxious and depressed and like don't understand like what is our purpose for being on this planet and yoga for me is that anchor is that compass Um, and I want people seeking that reconnection to be able to find it through yoga and not to feel like they need to look a certain way and they need to like treat it as an exercise because there's just so much more to that. Um, So for people listening to this podcast, if you see other people like trying to treat yoga as like something to hypersexualize and equating it solely to asana to fitness, like speak up. Um, it really does take all of us. Um, and I'm so I'm so glad for folks that are um, having these conversations, leading podcasts. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Bye. I think the way Hapuna put that is just so beautiful. Um, I think she explains it so well and hopefully that provides a bit of clarity for you if you 
didn't see an issue with this, but I suppose you wouldn't still be listening to us if you didn't. Um, you wouldn't have made it this far in. Now, the next person is actually a repeat guest. Um, Mandy featured on our Am I a Racist White Yogi community segment. And that conversation with her kind of rolled into how yoga can be a holistic part of life. So when I mentioned that we wanted to do an episode on the hypersexualization of yoga, especially in the social media space and all the misinformation that comes from that. She just started bouncing stuff off of me. And I was like, no, 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 wait, I need to hear from you on this one too. So just a reminder, if you're not familiar with Mandy Wu, Mandy is a yoga instructor and practitioner based in Cape Town who focuses on merging Eastern alternative practices with Western neuroscience and therapeutics. She also lectures on psychology and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and has extended this to the corporate space with women in management globally. Mandy is going to take it away. Thank you so much, Sheena and Zakia, for having me back on this podcast to share my musings and reflections. Um, we're only a few episodes in, but I'm really loving the sort of conversations and dialogues that are culminating from this platform. Um, but let's get right into it, because after focusing on yoga therapeutics the last two or three years, I'm always excited to highlight the latest research on mind-body wellness and bring this connection to the fore. Um, and if we look at prevailing issues in the practice that undermine individuals, so whether that's sexual abuse, whether it's abuse of power by instructors, um, crossing boundaries. So one good reference for that is the Bikram documentary on Netflix. Uh, maybe have a look at that if you're listening to this podcast. Trigger warning, though, there is sexual abuse in that documentary. Um, or whether we're looking at challenges like body dysmorphia or eating disorders, there's one foundational common thread in the hypersexualization of yoga. And we see it both in the perpetrator and, and people whose bodies are undermined and disrespected. Um, I really do believe that all of the issues that bring us to the mat are a result of disconnect. Disconnect from ourselves, disconnect from our bodies, from our sexuality. Um, and a lot, lot, lot of the time it's uh, attributed to cultural constructs about gender, you know, what it means to be feminine, the shame around that, and just ironically how men are really given the freedom to take up space. I mean, it's 2023 and we're still being censored on social media, you know, when we share our bodies in order to educate others and really teach them to respect and honor, you know, this physical vehicle that we have for our practice. So, you know, these days I really enjoy connecting mental health to sexual health in my teaching sometimes and well-being by creating positive dialogues around body literacy. Um, the function of our hormones and really how having a healthy self-image and perception is important to treating this vehicle of consciousness, this home of our practice, our rituals and sacred process with reverence. Because um, I really do believe that the more we focus on having a positive self-image of the body's functions just as they are, as we exist, um, the less likely we are to feel shamed, you know, to feel judged and discussed in a way that allows others to really disrespect us and treat us as objects of their own personal warped sense of pleasure. And I think from a psychological point of view, in addition to the breath work and mat practices that allow me personally to come back to my body, having gone through trauma, I've really learned the importance of sensitization. So 
Breathing with awareness when I wake up is a meditation. Noticing how I feel through the day is meditation. You know, engaging in any sensual rituals like salt baths or self-massage. Um, it's called Abhyanga and Ayurveda. Helps to facilitate detoxing the body. All of these become daily rituals in which we really worship our bodies to build up self-confidence. And in the hypersexualization of yoga, we're robbed of our autonomy because we never stop to really share the narrative of what brings us to the practice in the mat. Um, much of the time, you know, it's about how sexy we are, how picture perfect we look in the Instagram, social media posts. The yoga really just stops at the mat and it doesn't go beyond shavasana to what's really causing a person's body dysmorphia. You know, what has been so painful in their lives that they've been forced to dissociate and disconnect from themselves in a way that they self-harm or they allow others to emotionally, physically or sexually harm their bodies. So, you know, yoga truly is a practice and culture of coming back to ourselves, but not just through sun salutations or peak poses. Can we start to actually teach more of the philosophy that is, you know, ignored in studios much of the time and cultivate a deeper awareness that our body serves us beyond being just a certain shape, a certain size, and sex appeal um i truly do wish for all of us a more enlightened journey back home to ourselves amazing we love mandy and i think a big takeaway from mandy's conversation is you know i mean from harpana we heard um the roots of yoga and that conversation around it and then Mandy brings in this conversation where if Mandy really brings in the psychological point of view which really allows you to tap in your, into yourself and your being in your body and also question things a little bit differently so there's also a lot of thinking status I really appreciated that academic information from her and I think it's also great how she talks about not just the individual but like societal constructs that have led us to to viewing bodies in this way that is very much like objective instead of you're an individual and this is this is the vessel that you can function in while you're on this earth you know um but yeah beautifully put from mandy and then zakia you had somebody who sent you a little tidbit on your instagram right so she actually like before we record, I mean, post recording part one, Sheens and I were like, okay, cool. Let's hear from the community. So Sheens went ahead on her personal account and put a little thing out there and she had a lot of interaction. So some very insightful information we got from the community. Again, this podcast is for everyone in the community and this is why we love interactions. So if there is anything you'd like to share with us on any previous episodes or you want us to share, please do um, DM us either on our personal accounts or on the Yoga Big Sister podcast page. We would love to hear from you and we love it and we really appreciate it because getting the response and the engagement just really helps Sheena and I know where everyone's heads are at and to know that we are yoking and coming together as well so when Sheena did that I shared it on my stories and one of our yoga and color scholarship students actually sent in a response which was really nice to hear so Zipilele um, is one of our yoga and color scholarship students I think she was in 2021 
um, cohort. So she said that she had a particular friend that slid into her DMs and he told her he was having wild thoughts about her. And we would assume that these wild thoughts about her were coming from her because she's a yoga teacher posting yoga content and she's moving. She didn't go into too much detail from there, but she told him where to get off. She unfriended him, unfollowed, blocked, good riddance. So, I mean, that that is kind of like the formula that we have to follow um, when we have to interact with men that are just totally disgusting. She then went on to share that by no means does she feel or find yoga sexy. And she says, in fact, more often than not, I'm learning and practicing asana. It can be quite frustrating and hard. Um, but I guess they are those people who practice asana and do have an intention to come across in a certain way, <clears throat> as we spoke about earlier in part one, and Harpina expanded on that in her reel. So Sheen mm. also has a very interesting take on her side, which I'm sure you'd all yeah. like to hear. But before I share that, I just, I really like what that last one said about, you know, she doesn't find it sexy. She finds it challenging and sometimes frustrating. And it's interesting how you might not be sending the energy out, but people are still interpreting what's not there. Exactly. She's she's just said she's she's not, you know, if, if people do want to practice in bikinis on the beach and post that, that's fine. And it's not that they should expect those advances either, because I think that goes into like a bit of a, a victim blaming mentality, even if those people are not victims, but they do tie together. But I think to say like, no, that's not what I'm about. Stop thinking like that. For Like for me, that was the key with what she said. But this person's response, okay, so I'm going to let this person remain anonymous because I didn't hear back from them as to if we could use their name. But um, she did it in like, four short parts so it's quite a short story one of my male yoga students married with children used to send me whatsapps after every lesson to tell me how he loves that I'm so flexible at the time I was running a studio and after my teachers both male and female started telling me that that specific person made them feel uncomfortable I asked them to leave the studio and never come back it was obvious he was there only to stare and to hit on everybody around him and that's also another thing where you're, you know, because the question I posed was, has anybody ever used your career, yoga teacher or not, as like an in to hit on you? So like, obviously, just we spoke about the intention of energy and brahmacharya in episode one, and just a misuse of that. But I also have somebody who's a writer saying, this is a quote, they pretend they need help. Next thing, all caps, dick pic. Grabby, grabby, explanation mark, explanation mark. And then another person said 100% as a photographer, I always have men asking for um, air quotes, photos or to assist me. And she just knows that, yeah, they're not there for the photos or the learning experience. So it's just interesting that even if you're not in the yoga industry, like Zaki and I are, it's the same trend over and over and over that we've all lived through and noticed. 
Yeah, and you know, like she said, it's okay if you want to wear um a certain type of outfit that might be alluded to being sexy or sensual, and that's okay. Feel empowered in what you wear. I mean, I do that all the time. I literally just in a a gym bra and a and, and a gym pants. I don't want to call it like a yoga legging or whatever, but um. <laughs> But that's what makes me feel comfortable. And if I want to practice in PJs, cool. But, you know, it's just, again, our clothes get sexualized no matter what it is, no matter if you're showing skin or not. And I think really something amazing at New York Fashion Week, I think it was this past week, there was a fashion show with um, SA victims, so sexual assault um, victims that actually wore the clothes that they were sexually assaulted in and they did a runway show wearing that and if you have a look at that and we'll have it linked in our show notes and we all know this you're not actually naked or sex being sexual or trying to invite people in with what you're wearing you know so again it's you know your choice to do you and what you want but again just paying homage to the roots when we do this and specifically with the video it was the angles in which the asana posture oh, yeah. was taken in absolutely so, no i mean if we're going to do it like our downward dog was not going to be with our camera or the phone literally on the bottom of the mat facing up you know, to get parts of us. It would obviously be in front of us so you could actually be incorporated in the class. Yeah. But like Hapuna said, the the trend started to change because people wanted it to. The response was, and I mean, I I don't have a lot of yoga coming through on my phone, but on, on TikTok at least, but the few people I do, maybe it's just because I've created the algorithm I want, it's now looking a lot more indicative of a holistic practice because we can't separate sexuality from who we are, you know, but to make it the only thing that resonates about an ancient system of knowledge like yoga is where it goes very, very far across the line. To me, uh, I love that. And I think that's a good place again to remind us that this practice is a practice of social justice at the end of the day. We all change agents. We all can practice HIMSA nonviolence. And that also means speaking up and taking action and blocking these sex bots, changing the content you review, reporting the accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Those are little also small acts of HIMSA to protect ourselves, to protect our community and be change agents. And again, another example of how you can use this practice as a practice of social justice. Mm, I think. That last point is just, if you take anything away from this episode, please let it be that. I think those are amazing tips. And I mean, from my side, I think that would be a great place to close today. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to share. Um, fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm good. <laughs> but well, then to you guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> Again, thank you all for listening and tune in on the next episode. Sheena and I are actually coming to, I want to say mid-season. We currently hit mid-season now in the episode. So we kind of like halfway through season one. So if you have anything that you'd like us to share or talk about in season two, we'd also like to hear from you on that. So thank you. Yeah, and with, <laughs> and with that, 
I love you, Zaki. <laughs> I love you, Sheens. Thank you. Bye. We love you guys. Bye.